Like a deer in the headlights or gum in your hair, what got you here will not get you there. Join us as business owners get unstuck in real time on the business building struggles we all share. Welcome to the Business Breakthrough Podcast. And here's your host, Esty Rand. So we're selling necklaces. Break down the Facebook ads for me for a minute. Also, Are you just showing pictures yeah. of necklaces? Wanna, yeah. yeah. Um, absolutely not. Um, I mean, yeah, but you create either a video that's enticing or very popular now are meme style ads where it says something. Um, it's hard to explain instead of showing, um, but we've all bought something that looks really cool online or something like that. And it's not as cool in person. Right. So. But then you never go back again and you go, those stupid, disgusting people who tricked me. I remember I was a kid. Um, I must have been around 11 years old and there was this game. I'm going to date myself. I'm not that old. Um, it was called Thin Ice. And they had this whole commercial with like cartoon style, these penguins skating on ice. And, you know, you, you, um, you, know, you put these things on and then if the ice breaks, you know, you're out. Yeah? Uh... You get the concept? They show this whole cool thing, penguins on ice, and like too many penguins, and the ice breaks, and, and you're out. Let me give you another example. 24-hour fitness, at least in Brooklyn, isn't 24 hours. Isn't that, <laughs> isn't that a scam? It's a total scam. <laughs> <laughs> it is. And this is my passion. I really believe in what I call truthful marketing, which is marketing from your place of truth, but still knowing the truth about marketing. Um, but it is a certain amount of of integrity that may or may not exist in various business communities. Wait, I need to tell you about Thin Ice. Can I tell you about Thin Ice? Go ahead. Okay. Penguins, cool commercial, penguins skating on ice. And when there were too many penguins, the ice breaks. And I remember begging my parents. It was like a board game or something. I'm like begging, begging, game looks so cool, game looks so cool, game looks so cool. The game comes, okay? It is a little packet of tissues, like a travel tissue package, a bowl for you to put water in, a bunch of marbles and a, a circle um, thing for you to stretch the tissue over. You're supposed to play. You stretch the tissue over this circle thing. You dip the marbles in water. And when you put on too many marbles, they fall through the tissue. Okay. And I remember as a kid feeling so messed over, so fooled, so duped. I think that was probably my beginning of my journey into marketing, actually, um, if I think about it now. I just remember feeling so like once over it. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, and I guess that's where my passion comes from for like, don't do that. <laughs> it's not nice. I hate, I ordered something, I think from Amazon and it looked like this amazing, it was like a leopard print skirt. It came, it like barely fits my daughter. It's like the cheapest, like most trashy fabric. So they just refunded me, right? It was probably a drop shipper. That's probably what it was. And they didn't even know what it was. The description was wrong. It was probably really a kid's skirt, not an adult skirt. So it was like a kid's medium and not an adult medium. <laughs> it was tiny. It was this cheap whatever fabric. But you know what? I don't know. I guess in the scheme of things, no loss, right? I ordered a skirt and I got my money back. They gave my money back. Yeah, I'll give you your money back too if you don't like what I, I, I sell. I hear it. I hear it, but I'll tell you what, I still don't have a skirt because I didn't find another one. <laughs> I never got back to it. So I guess that this is my personal pet peeve, right? They wasted my time and my energy and my excitement. I really wanted that skirt. 
and now I don't have one. I don't know. All right. We'll leave it for now. Um, so the whole concept is that you take stuff other people make. You're not even white labeling, right? I could, but it costs extra. And that is to find a private supplier. You can't do it directly through AliExpress. And uh, yeah, I haven't started that yet, but I'm in the process of doing that. Okay. Gotcha. So guys, just for all of you listening, white labeling is where you, as if, turn the label white and just put your brand on the label of whatever it is, the item is. So I guess tell me a little bit more about this new brand that you're building that is going to be a brand. So if it's a brand, then people have to kind of like you because you want them to come back again. Yeah. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to test a lot of dropshipping products. And when one pops off, I will turn that product into a brand. So... I'm not making a brand. I'm like, ooh, I like fashion. Let me make a fashion brand. That's not what I'm doing. I'm going to test a bunch of things and whatever works. Let's say a dog product works. I'm going to go ahead and make my whole store about dogs if that does work. But I don't want to do, I don't want to make my whole store about dogs before the dog product works. Because what if I make my whole store about dogs and the dog product is a complete failure? Now I have to revamp my whole site. So I don't want to go through that. I'd rather do that after it's already working. Okay, but then what about the stuff you've already done? Meaning the necklaces, was there a site dedicated to necklaces? Yeah, there was. But if it worked, so how does it, it so does. let me understand, is it that there's no lasting because it isn't brand loyalty because these are one-off products? Meaning why couldn't your brand be necklaces already? You did it, it worked, where'd it go? Uh, so the, the trend of the necklace died out. It was a very specific moon necklace. And there was an ad associated with it. And a lot of people, it was a very popular product at the time. Let me give you an example. Why aren't fidget spinners popular anymore? I hear you're using trending items. I mean, why fidget, why, why, why are fidget spinners a trend? Like why, why can't it last forever? It's a great it, question. What makes something trend? What makes it die? It was meant for kids with ADHD, no? Right? Um, originally, like the woman who invented it invented it um, as a focusing tool. Um, what actually happened is her patent expired and then a bunch of people knocked it off and made it massive. She had made it actually over 20 years ago. Right, exactly. So ADHD didn't go away. Like that's still No, but the ability to bring something to market at the speed that people can now, everything's a bell curve. Yeah, everything, it starts slow, it goes up, 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 it tips, and then it goes down. That cycle used to last way longer. Those cycles are now super, super short for a trending item. That's why we got to be always on the next trend. Gotcha. So it sounds like drop shipping mostly, correct me if I'm wrong, capitalizes on a trend. It's kind of like a quick money checkout thing. Sort of. Yeah. Sort of. Okay. Fair enough. So you're going to kind of test what's trending, build a store around it, but then how do you know it won't die in three months? I don't. So how does that become a lasting brand? It might not. And then I'll create more and more and more and more. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. And I hear you. you're young. Why not? Like, this is just fun. And I think that is really what the entrepreneurial journey is all about. It's fun. It's fun to create businesses, to make things. Um, so tell me a little more about this social media branding stuff. Yeah, so... You mean personal branding? Um, so you said you're building much more on social media now, right? Trying to build a, a personal brand. 
what does that mean for you? What did you do for it? A lot of people look at social media as this like, you know, black box, got to crack the code and everyone's got a different way of cracking the code. So what's your way? So yeah, I brand myself on Instagram. I'm speaking at actually my first ever event I'm speaking at in two days, NetCon in New York City. Cool. Um, Congratulations. Thank you. And other, 10 other seven-figure, eight, eight-figure entrepreneurs. One guy did a billion dollars with a B in door-to-door sales. I'm um, literally sharing the stage with him. Like, insane. He owns a Lambo. Um, that's just it. <laughs> That's the way people prove credibility nowadays. <laughs> in in the world you're in, yes. In the world you're in, it's me and my Lamborghini in the background, um, and that means you've made it. Hi, Lopez. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's, it's his following. I totally had it. I taught entrepreneurship in some local high schools the last few years, and I had a couple students who were like super Ty Lopez fans. Um, and I was just like, I didn't even know who he was at that point, because his stuff, it's so not my world. Um, and I checked him out. I'm just like, oh my gosh. What is I'm your not, world? What is my world? Um, small business entrepreneurship, but the kind of stuff that you build and it can last you not a few years, but 10, 20, 30 years and grow bigger and bigger and bigger. Start out as five, then turn into six, then it turn into seven, possibly even into eight, something you can live on and live in and enjoy. And it might change, it might not, but it's something that that you build and you can kind of, sit on top of and just smile because you know you brought something amazing to the world and you love it. That's my world. Okay. <laughs> we're on it's like, a little different. We're in like different countries, but on the same planet, basically. Yes, fair enough, fair enough. Like I look at the Ty Lopez's and I'm just like, please, I'm sorry, something stuck in my throat. Um, but then there are people like you look at him and you're like, he's a God and he's helped you make so much money and it's amazing. And I think everyone's kind of got their place. I don't, it's, for me, it's not a judgment thing. It's everyone's got their place. Everyone appeals to someone. And I really like, and I, do, I did concede the point to you, right? Everyone provides value in a different way. So you're not building a brand where people are going to say, wow, that product was amazing. It exceeded my expectations. I'm going to come back again and again. I'm going to bookmark this store. They're probably not doing that. It's a trending item. They bought it once. They're never going to buy it again. Maybe they liked it. Maybe they didn't like it so much. Maybe they didn't bother returning it. It doesn't matter. Um, but you are fulfilling the need for them to get a trending item and feeling better about it. And also they can't find it on AliExpress. They're like they, me. They think AliExpress is like this giant nightmare of too many things with too many they, options yeah, that are pro- they, probably garbage. They think they're too good for AliExpress. They think, I hear. Okay. So I don't think I'm too good for it. I just can't find anything. Uh, yes. Yeah, so some people are like, I'm not buying this $1 necklace. Oh, but I see this $20 necklace on this other site. But the $20 one is definitely better. Definitely better. Yeah. And again, that fills a need. It fills a need. And I won't deny that. It's just, and it's different. Same planet, different countries. I'm with you. I'm going to agree with you. Um, Okay. So on that note, um, what's a current struggle in the business? I kind of feel like we really touched upon it, which is that there is no lasting brand unless there's a different struggle. But you always have to start again. Struggles are Facebook being a pain in the butt. Um, so like Facebook is, always, <laughs> Facebook is always updating their algorithm. So you always got to be on with the, maybe this worked six months ago, but it doesn't work now. Like that is a real thing. People that could have built something six months ago and they haven't touched Facebook ads since and they would suck at it now. They could literally call themselves an expert a year ago, but they might 
completely not even understand the platform anymore and what works. So there's you have to keep up with the strategies, um, the trends always. Um, seasonal products are good as well. So for Valentine's Day, I'm not sure if you saw the rose bear. No. See, I'm so not into trending stuff. Like I have kids, so of course we have fidget spinners in every color and every size and every whatever. Um, but I almost don't use Facebook at all these days. I use LinkedIn for most of my social media business. Um, I'm on Instagram somewhat as well. And if I check into Facebook once every week or so to see if anybody like, I don't know, went on a cool vacation or had a kid. So I like keep up with my friends. Like that's almost how I use it. So I almost don't even get targeted. Yeah, when I say Facebook ads, by the way, I also mean Instagram because Facebook owns Instagram. Understood. So I, don't, I don't look at my Instagram feed either. <laughs> I am so not the target for any of these things. I'm a very hard sell also because I know all of the science behind all the marketing. Right? From, since they sold me that terrible thin ice board game when I was 10, I'm a hard sell. That's it. <laughs> you can't fool me with cool cartoon penguins. I know it's just a packet of tissues. I know. I know that's what you're trying to sell me. Have I don't have it. Ever showed you something? Be like, I really want this, and then you just know it's like a piece of garbage. And I tell them, yep. And I tell them, <laughs> I <laughs> totally do. No, it's really good. Like, trust me. Like, yeah. And I'm like, no, trust me. I'll take you. They're, they'll be in the park, right? And in the park, they're like these toy carts. These guys are selling the same stuff from the 99 cent store for five, seven dollars. And my kids will be like, please, please, please. And I'm like, no. This stuff comes from the 99 cent store. I will drive you to the 99 cent store and you can go buy it there. Do you, I mean, if you do that in Proto Point once, that'll always be remembered. So I did it already. Yeah. <laughs> I actually did it. And my kids, one of my sons was shocked. He's like, it's the same gun. I'm like, uh, he's like, but it's only a dollar. I'm like, uh huh. Do you think I was joking? Like, what do you think? Do you think I drove you here for fun because I had nothing else to do? No, I meant it. Well, I wish it's value. Not. It's value. Yeah, no, because I hate it. It just, it, ugh, my blood boils. Wait, we were saying something else. Facebook ads. Yes. Always changing. Yes. Um, always shifting, always moving. And it's one of the reasons we always bring in external contractors. Um, I, I don't do them in-house because whoever's doing it has to be so up to date. And uh, I don't personally bother learning it. I studied it for a while just to understand the whole process and um, to know what I'd be looking for in a hire. And then if you don't keep up on it, you're done. 100% agreed. Um, so yeah, you got to always, well, either you don't have to bring in new people, but you just have one guy that's like, that's his life. Yeah. Kind of my life. <laughs> I hear that. So where, um, for, for all of our listeners who do want to, like, I, I hear a lot of times people say like, do you think I could do my own Facebook ads? I'm always like, no. Um, would you say the same thing or could you recommend something to our listeners if they do want to do it themselves, if they don't have the budget to hire necessarily, um, where would be the best place for them to keep updated, to keep learning? Well, if you want to hire someone, offer them a 50, 50 profit share. Um, they might be interested in that. Most will most will want a flat fee. If you want to learn it, um, there's tons of courses out there. But there's just take a Facebook ads course. Um, I guess. Uh, I teach more Facebook ads into drop shipping, but there's also it's better to learn social media marketing Facebook ads. So on how to market a local business or a small business, that's a different type of marketing than selling something online. 
Right. Um, E-commerce is totally different. And again, I would say the difference is in one place, you have to also really worry about brand and brand image and client customer loyalty and all that stuff. And in the other, you're really just making a quick sell. Like this, want this, buy this, bye. You are perceiving, not that. You're perceiving as if. But it is. Just because I don't have 10 employees doesn't mean my I still don't run like, you know. Oh, totally not. I happen to believe that you are a real business no matter how big you are. If you are trading value for value, you are giving something of value, you're getting something of value like cash, that's a business. It doesn't need to be any specific size. I don't care if you run it from your cell phone in a lobby, from your basement, from your bedroom, from the hotel bathroom. I don't care. It's a business. Yeah. Also, people really, really want their money back. They can literally just call the bank and be like, I don't like this. I want a refund on this. The bank will say something, or you could just say, I didn't order this. And you literally get your money back. And I actually, let's say I, charge, I sell something for 20 and somebody does that. It's called a chargeback. I would get um, charged 35 instead of 20. No which, way. Yeah. Which that's sucks. super annoying. Yeah. That's why I'm trying to build the brand. I hear. Well, if you find stuff that you know is quality, you probably get a lot less of that, no? Yeah. I if mean, you test it. 100%. So can I tell you what I, what I teach as building a brand? We teach the same thing. The difference <laughs> is the loyalty piece. Yeah. So you a lifetime value. But honestly, dropshipping is a quick buck. Like yeah. on my clients, during Black Friday, we have quote unquote Black Friday sale. We were selling something for 40 bucks and just saying it was like 80% off. But instead of lowering the price from 40, we just lowered the, we just upped the compare app price. So let's say we were doing 50% off from 80 to 40. We would just do 80% off from 40 to about a math, but whatever 80% off 40 is. Um, so that's what we did. And in Black Friday during that week, we made $112,000 in sales in one week. I believe you. And what I was doing on Black Friday was giving a class to high schoolers on marketing manipulations, explaining to them that on Black Friday, all that happens is that people jack up the prices and they tell you it's a discount. So don't be fooled and wait till February to shop. <laughs> I'm I mean, not joking. Yeah. That's actually where I was on Black Friday. That's what I was doing. You should have been selling on Black Friday. Ah, different strokes for different folks. Everyone's got their path. <laughs> but, but thank you for joining me. I hope you don't mind that I um I like I picked on you a little bit. <laughs> the podcasts I go on, they're all familiar with dropshipping. So it's nice to have someone who's not one hundred percent knows everything about it. And so I could educate. Totally. And you know what? I bet some of our listeners are going, Esty, like that's nice, but it's 2019. There's money to be made. Like, forget whatever you're saying. I'm doing this. This is brilliant. Uh, so there's something for everybody. So where can people find out more about you and your yeah. brand and at, your latest stuff? Yeah. At Vovatess, V-O-V-A-T-E-S-S on Instagram. Um, same thing on Facebook. And uh, yeah, that's me. And my podcast, the Future Leaders Podcast on Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud and Spotify and stuff. You could just type in my name as well. That'll pop up. 
Awesome. So guys, we'll put all those links at sdran.com slash 62. Um, so I like to surprise my guests at the end and ask for a quote. I love quotes. Um, I love kind of summarizing wisdom. It's like a little thing. Doesn't have to be your favorite one of all time, but it can. Or just like any kind of thought that pops into mind and send everyone on their day with. Uh, can I quote somebody else? Of course. Doesn't have to be yours. My favorite quote is not mine. It's my yearbook quote, actually. Um, okay. my husband, if it's by Albert Einstein, if you judge a fish on its ability to climb a tree, it'll live its whole life thinking it's dumb. Oh, I love it. And that's school for me, literally. I was judged on my ability for um, environmental science. Like, as if environmental science is me failing that class is going to have any say in how successful I'm going to be in the future. But the school system makes me think that way because my average is a 55. Right? Yeah, but it, different kinds of intelligence. I talk about it all the time. School is there to teach you how to follow rules. So if you want to go into corporate America, great idea. Follow all the rules in school. You'll follow all the rules at work and you're yeah. great. If you want to go into entrepreneurship, there's definitely stuff to be learned. And I went and I have a college degree. Um, but I work with so many super successful entrepreneurs who never even finished high school. So kudos to you exactly. for finishing um, it off. Yeah, so my mentor didn't finish high school. He dropped out 10th grade. Um, now he's very well off. Uh, what's it called? I was gonna say something. What I did like you that quote a lot. Yeah, thanks. What did you, can you repeat what, that last part? Um, oh I yeah. Saying that you don't. Harvard came out with an online course on entrepreneurship just yes, like yesterday, I think. It's like a thousand bucks. It's four weeks. Nice. Uh, I'm not going to buy it, but I'm interested to see what, what they could offer. But it is. It's going to be big business, probably. I would be interested to see it also for a thousand bucks. Like, what, what does Harvard have to say about entrepreneurship? That does sound interesting. We should check that out. <laughs> well, Boba, thank you so much. That was a great quote. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for arguing with me and guys, for all of you listening, um, subscribe, obviously, and reviews. I want your reviews. We sit here every week. Boba give his time. I give you my time. You give me your time. Two minutes. That's it. Go on iTunes. Leave me a review. Let me know what you love. Let me know what you love more. You can find all of these links at sdran.com slash 62, including Obello, Oberlo, which sounds really cool, where you can link up Alibaba and Shopify. And we will catch you next week. You've been listening to the Business Breakthrough Podcast with SD Rand. If you're looking for a breakthrough in your business, reach out at sdran.com slash breakthrough to be a guest on the show. Everyone's got a business struggle. What's yours?